0: Of Iowa in uh, in college. So. Oh, that's that's like am that Gary, I'm an Iowa fan, Iowa guy,
1: Iowa, Iowa Hawkeyes.
2: Yes, yeah.
0: Hawkeyes. So, um, Danon, welcome to the show. What's going on, fellas? Hey, hey, how we doing? Doing all right, hanging in there. Yeah. So,
3: uh, you know, um, I used to say this in the good old days because we we won playoff games and. Had uh, a lot of long uh, strong string of postseason births, and but then as of lately, I, I guess we're you know, we like the little sisters now. We're like the, we, we got to take a true back seat to what's happening now with the teeth. But back in those days, I came here with when Joe Montana and Marcus Allen uh, were brought here. Bill no Field was a draft date of mine. So, uh, I got a chance to play with multiple Hall of Famers and, uh, during that, the vintage great time of Kansas City football, Kansas City Chiefs football. So, yeah, it was definitely a blessing to come from my Iowa down here to Kansas City and the fans, the communities are pretty much the same in regards to how they value football and good football. Um, I, I, I came off the baseball field actually to Kansas City, I played professionally with the Milwaukee Brewers for two years before the Chiefs drafted me, so uh, that was an adjustment, but I'm, I'm glad I made that decision.
0: Ah, that's awesome. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big Hawkeye fan myself, so when I was looking at, at your Wikipedia page and, and saw that you play there, it put a smile on my face because I always like to talk to Hawkeye greats.
3: Nice. I appreciate the support, yeah.
4: Well, Dana, the last time we uh, we ran into each other, Ally Trost from 810 was doing uh, some uh, reporting for us at the All-Star Game down in St. Joe for the Mink League All-Star Game. Dude, that was about this time a few days ago last year. I wish we were hanging out there again right now. Wouldn't that have been fun this year again?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, I had a couple of kids playing in an All-Star Game up there uh, from the Mink League, and... I coached uh, travel baseball for 11 years, and some of the kids, are, or most of the kids are either graduated high school playing college ball or playing in the pros, so I'll try to keep tabs on them by showing up unannounced, and got to see you and Allie out there for that All-Star game, so I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan, probably more baseball than football, and um, so I, I, I'm definitely missing those opportunities to be out on the on the diamond or around the diamond watching baseball now.
4: Well, qu- quick chamber of commerce uh promo here for uh St. Joe Mustang baseball and the, your experience out there kind of real quick just tell people they need to get out there and watch. It's great stuff.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's great college baseball. To me, college baseball is so pure. Uh there's a lot of passion that's played on the diamond and a lot of hungry players in that think league. And, St. Joe, that facility was amazing. It was like uh, some of the upscale minor league facilities that I played in made me think of places like Salt Lake City uh, when I played up there in the Pioneer League. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just a great opportunity. Anytime you get to see kids that you helped along, I, I heard your previous interview with the Coach Hogan, and I'm sure he can attest to uh, it's one thing to kind of nurture players along but it's another thing when the light finally comes on and you get an opportunity to see them still continue to live out their dreams. And you know that, you know, to me, like I always said about myself, I, I, I inherited a lot of talented players. I just didn't screw them up. So I don't know if I coached them, <laughs> but I didn't screw them up. So uh, that, that's part, probably part of coaching as well, not screwing up the talent.
4: Uh, uh, uh... Gary, I'm not going to try and steal your intro here into the the topic that we're really wanting to talk to Mr. Hughes about, but did you ever play ball against Pat Pat Mahomes Sr.?
3: I did not play against Pat Mahomes Sr., but one of his close friends who still comes to Kansas City, uh, I don't know, he's not the godfather of Patrick Mahomes uh, Jr., but he's a very, very close family friend. I think he considers him Uncle Willie Banks was a professional uh, baseball player who was drafted in the first round. I think he was the, the pick right after Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. And Willie and I grew up playing baseball uh, against each other back in New Jersey. So there is that that tie right there to the baseball and to Patrick Mahomes, but uh, I did not get a chance to play against that.
2: Uh, one thing uh... – one thing I wanted to touch on before we talk about Patrick real quick, and, and this will be good insight from someone who played ball, uh, what are the biggest changes between what we used to get with the 162-game season versus the 60-game season we're going to get from MLB now? What are like the biggest differences between that? We I mean, obviously know it's going to be more of a sprint than a marathon, but what, what really yeah. are the biggest changes that fans can kind of see uh, with these games that are coming up?
3: I think if you, if you talk to true baseball fans, they love the beginning of the season, but then there seem to become a low in the baseball play uh, because you have so many games uh, right before the, the uh, all-star break. And now you have an opportunity where you're basically getting post all-star break baseball, playoff run, all-star break, and after baseball. And it's going to be new for everyone. Uh, and that's, To me, that's going to be huge, and I think that's the same what we're talking about with baseball, with football. I'm sorry, with basketball, is that, yes, it's an abbreviated season. Yes, it's uh, obviously inconvenient for many reasons, but everybody stays on the same level playing field. Everybody's going to play the same amount of games. Everybody has to put the same amount of effort into it, Um, and you have to put your best players on the field to make that run for a fall world series title and i don't believe in asterisks uh asterisks to me is when a person or a team has an advantage or has utilized an unfair advantage Not every it's all level so everybody's going to play the same everybody's going to have to go through the same rigors and same ups and downs and obviously with COVID 19 all the regulations they're going to all have to do it, every single team. So that levels everything out. So to me, this season, this year, there's no asterisks. Uh, nice. It's just going to be a mad dash. And I think it's going to be exciting yeah. because the one thing we do know is that the players out there, they, they want to be there. They want to be able to provide some entertainment <laughs> during some dark times in our country uh, to the fans that are out there, and they're committed. And to me, what other walk of life uh, would you not want somebody to be at those three things? I mean, it doesn't matter if you work for Sprint or work for U.S. Bank or play professional sports. Being committed is is the number one thing. And I think the true fans will recognize that commitment, and they'll appreciate those guys going out there and providing some entertainment.
0: Agreed. Yes, definitely. Um, All good points, uh, you know, let's uh, kind of get into it here. You know, a, a historic thing happened here in Kansas City uh, this week, you know, with the Mahomes contract and, you know, half over half a billion um, dollars, you know, going to be by the time it's all said and done. Um, just talk about kind of the importance of what he's done for the Chiefs and how important it was to get him locked up. Let's uh, first just kind of remind people, uh, you know, uh, about your career here with the Chiefs, 93 to 98. What are, what are some highlights that you remember from that time?
3: Well, those are the that you love. And to me, it's a testament about he as a person, as a teammate, as a person that's committed to an organization or sees the value in committing to an organization and also a guy that just wants to focus on being the best professional on the field. You don't sign a 10-year contract unless all of those boxes are checked, and you don't want to be bothered. Like the only thing that the Chiefs will ever have to do in regards to Patrick Mahomes for several years is talk to his agent about renegotiations or, or restructuring the contract. To help other teammates, like that's that's an easy answer. There is no uh, thinking about what the future salary cap will be, when um, opt out. There's no any any other caveats that we see with a lot of players, franchise tags, multiple franchise tags, uh, etc. He can go and focus on playing football, bringing championships, helping teammates. He can make sure and ensure just like George Brett did and Frank White and other greats with the Royals, he can under he can recognize my roots are here in Kansas City. I I'll have my home, I know exactly where I'll be, I don't have to worry about anything else but football and being a great person in the community. Uh I think if there's players out there, to me, this is This is monumental because it could be something for future guys, future superstars to look into is I'm happy where I am. It's not always about getting the absolute most that you can possibly get, like we see in other sports. It's about getting what makes you feel like you're wanted, makes you feel that you're getting the value based on your abilities, and it makes you feel comfortable that the organization is not going to be hamstrung Uh, for the future in regards to signing guys to help you win.
0: Yeah, I I know, you know, to the high school game, a lot of kids, you know, football kids that I've coached that have been really at a high level, you know, they always say, well, if I can close my recruiting before I play my senior year, you know, I I don't have to worry about it. And so I'm glad you made that point. That's really one less thing Patrick Mahomes has to worry about for the next 10 years is, you know, where he's going to be or, what he's going to make, or any of those factors. You know, it's just all taken care of.
3: And, and, and you know, also, you think about how many times he asked the question, how many times with the press conferences post-game on Wednesday afternoon leading up to every game, off-season, et cetera, that the press, the media, would have to feel obligated, okay, well, where, does it, where do things stand with your contract? Are you looking for an extension? Um uh do you believe about what do you think the the chiefs are gonna do about the franchise tech? Everything we hear about guys like Dak Prescott now, mm-hmm. guys in the past, like her cousins, we have eliminated like half to three quarters of the the media questions that have nothing to do with football by him being able to sign a tenure deal and being comfortable with it yeah
0: now as a as a former receiver. I mean, you know, obviously you said when you first got here, Joe Montana was here. You know, he, he's an all-time great. But how how much less pressure is it on you, you know, when you go out there, when you know you have a guy that's working hard at the helm and, and kind of the, the face of the franchise?
3: Well, I think there's different kinds of pre- pressures. Uh, I saw Nicole Hardman make a comment on Twitter after uh, Patrick signed his deal about um, – Knowing that there's no there's not going to be any such thing as a bad throw from Patrick anymore. It's always going to be his fault. That's yeah. that's kind of that's kind of the mindset I think um, I had that when I think back to my time with Tana in '93 and '94, that was my mindset in the huddle. Is I better make this play because it ain't going to oh, be Joe's fault. And <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that's the mindset. So there might be some pressure on that side, but on the flip side you know who your quarterback's going to be. If you love him, if you appreciate his kind of play, then you also know where you want to be as a wide receiver for years to come. So I think it's a trickle-down effect. You know, people talk with Travis Kelsey going into his 30s, uh, Tyreek Hill obviously garnering a new contract and having the money that's paid to him. You're not going to be able to max out every deal to everybody based on their worth. But, on the flip side, as a player, living in Kansas City, low cost of living, championship pedigree now, you have a quarterback that you know and love and that knows and loves you, I might take a little less. I might follow suit, like Patrick has, and Mm -hmm. take a little less and stay local and stay where I'm comfortable instead of believing that the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. So, I, I think there's there's multiple components in regards to the pressure. Uh but I, I think they're going in the right direction. Well let's not of-
1: let's not forget, it's about winning championships, right though, my man. I mean these guys got a chance to really do some special special things and I think that we see that in other sports, maybe more basketball, guys are joining up with other really, really good or all star yep. type players. You know, you realize in football, man, this this is the most physical grind you can hit. But if you can you can keep a unit together and create some type of dynasty, or you know, give yourself to win a ring every year. I mean, you know, the endorsements, the, the the check usually, as the young people say now, the bag comes from from uh, winning, right? You win championships, yeah. the endorsement people start calling and say, "Hey, man, endorse my product," so you make up the revenue elsewhere, don't you think? Exactly, and I think that's the big picture thing is that.
3: As you know, as a, as, a, as a former player and as a coach, winning is addictive. And it's like a drug. And now they've been able to overcome a 50-year drought in regards to winning a championship and bringing it to Kansas City and seeing the elation around the city, seeing the buzz around this team, recognizing that even if they don't win a Super Bowl this year, they have put themselves to be in the conversation for at least the next eight years, regardless of whether or not they win it. Now, we want them to win it. It's always going to be about winning a Super Bowl. But Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, you can go through a a, a litany of players, great quarterbacks, that everyone thought was going to win a bunch and only won one. You got a quarterback that's one of the greatest in the Hall of Fame and Dan Marino that didn't win any. So I'm not saying that. Obviously, I'm not wishing that on this organization. But I, almost, I we do recognize how tough it is to win a, a championship. It hasn't happened in 50 years. But if you want to win a championship and you want to put yourself in the best position to be in conversation, have the best quarterback in the game and all the other players being able to follow suit and have a guy like Brett Beach and Andy Reid and Clark Hunt who have drafted in phenomenal fashion and continue to get young talent in here that can feed into the system, not cost a lot of money, and still be great contributors. So there's a method to the madness. And I think what we're seeing now, uh, probably for the first time, maybe for one or or two or three times ever in this organization's history, that they have put themselves in a position to be perennial champions and not just teams that are going to look for a big once every few years.
4: Uh, Dana, as a position player um, and an offensive player, I think you you can answer this question pretty good. Um, We all know Andy Reid sees things in guys that sometimes other people do not see, and you probably know who I'm talking about when I go into this, and it's Colin Kaepernick. Do you think that would be a good fit for Kansas City if they went out and signed him as the backup?
3: I think so. I think Kevin, I, I've had a couple of conversations with Colin in the past. Um, he's a solid man. Uh, 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 uh. He is a very, very solid man. And I'll go back to when I played for Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, yeah, we didn't win the Super Bowl, but we were a very strong team, one of the powers in the NFL for basically his entire tenure as a Chiefs head coach. And I remember him saying, if I can get 48 good people, I'll be able to turn them into champions. And to me, that's that's no one thing. Having good people in the locker room, having leaders, having people that are principled, and having guys that will understand their role. And Colin is checks all of those boxes, and he still has talent. And to bring him in a system where he knows he's not going to hit the field unless something happens to Patrick Mahomes. Everyone else knows that he's not going to hit the field unless something happens to Patrick Mahomes. I think that will allow the organization to exhale and be able to manage all the other stuff that might happen off the field with the media and the craziness behind it. Uh, but Andy Reid, he has shown the propensity to to go out on a limb. And get guys and allow them opportunities to rehab their energy, to to take people in when maybe other organizations were scared away. Whether it was Michael Vick or Deshaun Jackson or uh, you know Tyreek Hill here in Kansas City when he got drafted, and you can go through the list. And yet, just like people can say about Bill Belichick bringing in Randy Moss. Randy Moss, although he was, he's one of the best wide receivers ever, during that time, you can make...
0: Got some pause. All right. Uh, we'll uh, see if Dane and Pops back up here. Um, Is, know, but...
1: I got a question for you guys. Okay. Is the Kansas City Chiefs GM the best GM in the NFL right now?
0: Right now, yes. No,
1: hands down, right? Yeah, Brett Veach. I mean, the job um... he's done... In a mm-hmm. short span of time, and to be so young—I mean, yeah. that dude is that dude is the real deal,
2: man. And, I mean, man, I uh, really, I really, really like Mike Beach, but I'm like racking my brain right now. Um, and uh, you know, I really, there's uh, the dude, the Steelers GM, really, really good, but he's right there with him.
1: Man, I mean, he's he's killing it, man. To be a young guy in oh, that yeah. in that world, I mean, and you know, to get deals done like the deal he got done, man. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's and that's it, impressive. Uh,
0: you know, it's. It's just a credit to you know. I mean, he he was the one that you know he wasn't even the general manager yet. Yeah. But uh, you know, he was the one that was like, "Hey, yeah. we got to we gotta yeah, take this kid. We got to move up. We got to move up. We got to move up." You know, right. Andy Reid's talked about it. Like he was the guy that was like, "This yeah. kid is going to be special." I mean, he's the advocate. Right? And so I mean, he came obviously- over from
2: uh, he came over from Philly with Reid, and uh, Reid credits him in Philly uh, for really really going hard for Lashawn McCoy uh, when Reid didn't really right. see it because Reid used to be the guy. Reid was the GM in Philly. And so you know he'd have Brett in his ear, and Brett was really hard on on for Shady, and the guy, and then Fletcher Cox I think was another one that 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 uh, Veach was really hard on. So, right. um, but yeah, they said he said the other day on I think it was on Arrowhead Pride he said he said if it wasn't for Veach like pushing Mahomes really hard he said Dorsey probably, he's like Dorsey probably yeah. wouldn't have drafted him.
4: Yeah,
1: I mean Dorsey now he's sitting back like whew. yeah you know what I mean I mean come on man yeah, I mean <laughs> – you know I mean. He's, Gee, so those are those things in those in those power positions like that that the normal, you just don't think about how impactful that one decision, yeah. you know, has been for a whole the city. whole city. I mean, yeah. this city's never buzzed. This summer was going to be a, an electric oh, summer yeah. in Kansas City without without COVID happening. I mean, coming off of a Super Bowl championship mm-hmm. like that, I mean, it, it, there was going to be a lot of great things going on in this, in this city. Um, and, and, you know, of course, we always get the – you know, Big Twelve tournaments and all of these things that yep. are coming up. Like yeah. Kansas City is a hotbed for sports. It Sporting KC's—I mean, those guys are studs out there, man. Yep. I mean, like it, it was going to be really one of those special, special things. That's unfortunate. What yeah. happened, man? All
0: back, right. Dana and Hughes back here. A little technical difficulties. Always happens with yeah. live live television. <laughs> Yeah,
3: I, I apologize about that. I made the mistake of turning my car off when we started this uh, started this interview, and the phone and me got overheated.
0: Oh, oh. it happens. Um, so yeah, you were you were talking about uh, you know Andy Reid and and possibly bringing in you know a guy like Colin Kaepernick. You know, you always hear. Guys say, I like the comment, you know, you brought up from Marty Schottenheimer saying he wanted to find, you know, a great 48 guys. You know, you hear the right 53. Or, You know, football is a, is a special game where you have to find the right mix of guys, not necessarily just the most talented guys in every spot. And so I think with, with your point there, that's, that's how, um, you know, Kaepernick could be a good fit to this team. Uh, you know, so
1: I, I liked what you were saying there. Does Colin Kaepernick yeah, I think, to play football right now? Yeah, I, I'll I believe so. You believe so? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. What, what, do you, what steps do you think that, d- just from you, if you could give Colin some advice right now, just, you know, just general, what steps would you say that, that Colin should take outside of everything that we already know to get back on a football team? Like, what, from, from just a, from just a yeah. player standpoint, yeah. not the, the social aspect and everything that he, the great things that he does, you know, uh, outside of that. But just as a football player, what would be what you would do in, that, in his situation?
3: So, you know, as a coach, you know, you guys know as well as I do, and I've always been the type of coach, the type of player that you look me in the eyes have a man-to-man conversation and if I believe in you I'll run through a brick wall Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so to me the only thing I would expect to happen is if Cap is really wanting to play whoever is interested in him fly to see him or fly him in to see you undisclosed location sit face to face across the table and that will that conversation will tell you all you need to know on whether he is one thing to play ball and whether he's the right fit for your team. And and all the other stuff, you know all the noise from the media and everything else is gonna come. But if I'm a guy like Andy Reid and Brett Beach, I can I can lay my head down at night and sleep very well if i have that conversation and and he and he's able to impress me and impress upon me that he he's about the business at hand
4: how do you how do you feel about the backup situation right now um last year it worked out do you think it can work out with who they got in the positions right now without bringing somebody to like calling in
3: absolutely and, and, I, and you know what i, I failed to mention Eric Bieniemy, I keep talking about Andy Reid and Red Beach, but because you have that stable of coaches, including Eric Bieniemy, they have shown that whether it was Alex Smith, right. uh, when Alex got hurt, whoever the, the next quarterback in line was, Patrick Mahomes comes in, the next quarterback behind him comes basically from coaching high school football. And is able to, to lead us to victory while Patrick is rehabbing from a dislocated kneecap. Not saying that you can put anybody in that number two position and still be successful, but I like our chances with the support the support mechanisms behind them.
0: Yeah, and I, I know you know you don't want you you want your backup quarterback to be able to come in and win games you know in case of emergency, but you know, you don't necessarily want a guy who is a me guy or, you know, big time. Like, you think of, you know, like when Steve Montana is – or uh, Steve Young's backing up Joe Montana in San Francisco. You know, as soon as he makes one bad throw, you know, you got guys calling for the backup because he's good too. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like here in Kansas City it's a spot where you, you could bring a Kaepernick in because everybody knows Mahomes is our guy. Now, if he gets hurt, yeah. we, we want a guy that can help us. But at the same time, like, there's no pressure. You know, you don't have those fans that are going to be calling for the backup guy just because the, court, the starter makes one bad decision.
3: Exactly. You don't want a quarterback controversy. It's one thing to, to stockpile talent. But if there's going to be that kind of uh, kink in the armor, you you know you can mess things up for the entirety of the team yeah you know, you, you yeah. think back to 1997 when i was playing we had elvis Gerback as the quarterback and rich gannon as the backup mhm
2: yeah.
3: uh, no no one thought about rich gannon taking the starting position until elvis got hurt then rich came in and played yeah. really well and then that's what started the controversy in this situation, even when you mentioned Steve Young and Joe Montana, that controversy didn't happen until Joe was darn near forty years old. Yeah. So, so uh, the luxury that we have is that we have a twenty-four-year-old quarterback, MVP quarterback, that you you'd be hard pressed to believe there's any situation for the next six. Plus years at least. Yeah. That would garner any kind of quarterback controversy.
2: Yeah, I say Matt Moore. Matt Moore could have thrown for 700 yards in one of those games. We still would have brought Patrick back in. It, oh, wouldn't, yeah. even, it wouldn't even matter. Exactly. No, it wouldn't even matter. So, yeah, I think this year is Chad Henney. Uh, and the third string dude is a guy from the XFL. So, yeah, I mean, I'm on board. With, I've talked to someone else about Colin before. I'm like, dude, bring him in, Work. talk to him, work him out. See if he's, you know see how he's looking if he's looking better than our other guys what the heck bring him in you know so it's it, Andy Reid and all those guys we know they'll do their due diligence on that stuff and and it was a good point we said before he's not afraid to bring guys in or or he you know Andy doesn't really shy away he really wants to bring the best guys out uh, just like he didn't shy away from bringing in Michael Vick which ended up being a good move yep. uh, cuz all his other quarterbacks got hurt and Vick had to come in and, and and you know he looked great um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm on board with it. As long as Colin comes in, works out, looks good, what the heck, just sign him. Danon. I think. Yeah, I mean. Uh,
4: I think we ought to bring you back, man. You're like Clark Kent and Superman. You you went from uh, baseball coaching clothes to a suit and work clothes in, in a heartbeat. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you <guys laughs> got of stuff oh. in, you. <laughs> in you. There you go. That's a, that's a younger Danon. So, you guys got to see the the baseball hat, and
3: there, it looked like there was a gray some gray in
2: my beard, but that was just the lighting. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, saw, I didn't, that see, it. Wasn't really I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see it. You know how my
4: barber gets too. a good tip? <laughs> if they get all the gray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, That's my story, and I'm sticking
0: to it. I'm, I'm sure, too, you know, you could probably run a couple routes for, oh, for Mahomes, and, you know, the way he throws the ball, I'm sure he'd get it close. You you could get it, you could bring it in, right? My The
3: routes that I could run right now better consist of Nothing over ten yards. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, third and six. We'll we'll have you run a comeback. Hey, I'll to the say,
2: sticks. don't worry. That I think uh, BNM's got BNM and Reed got a ton of screenplays in there. You're good BNME to go, man. Oh, yeah.
3: that, uh, that means I have to run after catch. I need I need something that's going to make me <laughs> allow me to catch it and fall down. <laughs> yeah,
4: hey, I I got a question for you. we were talking about Gerbach and Gannon and uh, that situation and Marty Schottenheimer. Um, was that a I don't know if you'll answer this or not, but I'm going to ask it. Was that a front office move or was that Marty's move to uh to bring Gerbach back in?
3: It was totally the front office. Oh. It was a it was a situation where if you remember back then, kind of big money. I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm going to say they signed uh Elvis for what, 3 years, 18 million or something like that. And the, the the belief is when Rich came in and played really well and got us to that top two seed, he if he if that if he would have started the playoff game and we would have won, there would have been no going back to Elbert. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. So, uh, and But at the same time, Marty did believe that you don't lose your spot by injury. So I'm sure there was a little bit of a blend, but I think it was more of a, bi- a business decision
4: than a football decision. Well, and I want to thank you for answering that because I, I personally I've always wondered about that because, I mean, I was – you know, I'm, I'm 53. I, I remember those 90s well with Marty and, and everybody. You guys were great and fun to watch. It was the rebirth of the Chiefs again. But, you know – a lot of crazy business decisions happen uh, that a lot of people don't realize. We, we
3: like, because we believe in the purity of sports, we want to believe that everything is copaesthetic and everything is, you know, you work hard and things happen. I've seen some crazy stuff with teams and players and not, not starting guys because of incentive clauses. So they don't reach bonus. Yeah. Play, you know, plays for teams where uh, they may be out of a playoff race and all of a sudden there's a different personnel and different play calling, so guys don't get certain yardages and catches and pass attempts to get bonuses. So that's kind of the game within the game, the dark side.
4: Yeah, as, as we always say, life's not always fair. And for Rich Gannon, for, Rich Gannon. for him here in Kansas City.
1: I got one more question for you. We were talking about Bellamy earlier, right? First of all, that man should be a head football coach right now in in the NFL. Yeah. No question about it, right? I'm sure you, you agree with that. Absolutely. Do you st- – if you're him – because I, I saw something from Coach Reed the other day that said, you know, hey, if it, this thing takes him into his 70s, he's got his quarterback, you know, do you stick around if you're Bellamy and wait that out or do you take an opportunity that may not pan out to where you're, you know, you're like, eh, you know, I go to Cleveland or whatever, just, just, just <laughs> to name a team, that you don't really know how that's going to pan out or do you stick around and then take over a program that you've been a part of building up to the championship level?
3: So I'll answer it this way. I don't know if becoming a head coach is for everybody. I think you can see a lot of examples throughout the course of time where guys have made their way. Heck, we had a guy Gunther Cunningham who was an outstanding defensive coordinator and not very good as a head coach and he was able to go back and be a defensive coordinator. Not saying that that Eric bien will not be a great head coach, because I do believe that he will be, but I don't know if there's an automatic rush to ascend to a head coaching position when you're in a great position as a coordinator on a Super Bowl-caliber team every single year. You look at... Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots. How long did it take for Matt Patricia, uh, Romeo Cornell, um, Josh, uh, De- uh, De- Daniels, um, McDaniels, how long did it take for that tree to kind of sprout its own leaves? Several years. So, I want I want the best for Eric, because I've known him since i played against him. And, um, I think that he'll be a great head coach somewhere. A great, He'll be a great man of men. Right.
4: Yeah. Well,
3: and and, and if, if that means he's going to be a head coach and that's what he wants, then I'm 100% behind him. But if he wants to stay a, a coordinator for a little longer, then I'm behind him there too.
4: Well, and into Gunther's defense a little bit, times really changed when he got that job. You know, Derek Thomas, I think – didn't uh, Neil Smith go to Denver about that same time, too? Yeah, well, Neil went my, in 1997, so I played against Neil in Denver
3: when they won 97 and 98, when they won the Super Bowls. So he was gone already. Um, Gunther came on, and then Derek obviously passed away the next year. So there was some definite change. But. Uh, To my understanding, I don't think he was really seriously in the mix for a head coaching job after that anywhere else. He was always a coordinator. And I think he just kind of realized that that's what what he wanted to be. He didn't want to do the the press conferences. He didn't want to do all those extra responsibilities as a head coach. Probably he just wanted to be a football guy. Yeah,
0: and – I, I liked hearing you talk a little bit about, you know, the business side of things. You know, I spent a couple years coaching at Avila University here in Kansas City, you know, a small NAI school, and that's where I really yep. – I mean, e- even at that level, just to get exposed to, you know, kind of that business side of it, even though it's it's very minute compared to what in the NFL. But, you know, that's what I love about high school football is – you know, I just get to coach my guys, and the guys that work hard, you know, are, are the guys that are going to get in on Friday nights for me.
3: Yeah, I, I think there's there's different ups and downs, uh, inside idiosyncrasies that are involved in coaching on any level, mm-hmm, yeah. whether dealing with seniors. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, coach can attest. you got a senior that has worked hard up until a senior year, has potential, but then you've got an upcoming freshman, For a sophomore that has some ability, there's a decision to be made. For sure. Might not be a popular one, especially with kids nowadays that want to transfer at the blink of a hat. (laughs) Uh, You know I mean? You got the same same situation in college football, dealing with recruiting uh, and the business side of filling the stands with local talent, but also being able to, to extend your net to other states to bring in the talent. And, and then at the NFL level with salary caps and draft positions and who, who you should play because of the business side, there's always going to be something. And that's what makes a coaching job so, so difficult. And I don't think they get enough credit for all the things that they juggle.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know what? We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. But we always have one more question for all of our guests. Uh, it's a really it's a tough question. You may have to you know you may have to think really hard. You may have to dig deep. Oh boy, what's the what is your favorite <laughs> barbecue in Kansas City?
3: Oh, see, I'm a really really picky eater. Oh, really like a really picky eater, not a healthy eater, just a picky eater. Okay. Um. So so I like I like Jack Stack. I like the Burnends. I like the Ends at Q39. I like the ribs at Gate. Like the ribs at Joe's. So it's just kind of what I'm feeling at the mm-hmm. time, and also the sides have to have to be on point.
2: What's the best? So, okay, okay, what's what's the best side? What's your favorite side? What's the best side? I'll say mine. I mean, I'll I'm say a example, I like the beans from Jack Stack. What's yours?
3: Yep, beans from Jack Stack
2: on point. do yeah, uh, I don't eat. Too. I don't eat cheese. I don't eat cheese, corn. So that, uh, <laughs> beans. that doesn't, yeah, the beans
3: are on point from, from, uh, Jack Stack. Um, uh, you know, the potato salad and the salads from places like Gates and, and Arthur Bryan's. You know, I mean, that's where if I'm feeling a, my taste buds gather gravitate towards size, then I'll go specifically to places, even if I have to drive 20,
4: 30 miles. Gotcha.
2: Man, I like that. That's, actually, yeah, that's, that's a cool answer. answer well,
4: and point. I, I want to thank Danon for coming on. I, I reached out to him uh, yesterday. I, I think it was, I don't remember when it was, but I want to thank you for coming on. I want to plug you a little bit here, too. Danon's with uh, uh, U.S. Bank, uh, usbank.com, um, his office number. Can I give that? Yeah, go ahead. 816-508-6544. You're in lending there. What kind of lending do you do? I do home mortgage lending. I'm the sales manager
3: over the Missouri side of Kansas City. So I have several mortgage loan officers that report to me. And we are in the business of uh, helping people achieve their dreams of home ownership and getting them in the right loans uh, under a great bank like U.S. Bank. So you're right. Hughes at
1: usbank.com is my email. And you're the phone number. And happy to help people get. Or mortgage assistance. Hey, Danon, We'll be. Uh, I'm the AD at Lincoln Prep, and uh, I'll be emailing you about some corporate sponsorship very soon, sir. <laughs> All
3: right. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey,
4: ADs are kind of like preachers and priests. Uh, they uh, they definitely yeah. gotta raise money. That's right. Maybe got fundraise.
1: hey, a fundraiser. Hey, amen. Yep. Got a fundraiser. So, Danon thanks again uh,
0: for jumping on with us a little bit. And you know, it's always good to talk to. Former Chiefs, you know those Chiefs teams in the '90s were were really good, and Tough. you know right right now we we've got another really good team here in Kansas City, so it's great for the city. We we're glad that you stuck around, and we appreciate you jumping on with us today.
3: Well, thank you guys. I appreciate being on, and always good to talk Chiefs and talk the good old days as well. All the best, guys. All right, awesome. thanks. thanks, Dan. Take
0: care. All right, again, Dana Hughes, uh, former Kansas City Chief. Uh, jumping on with us for a few minutes. Um, and we talked to uh, Mr. Ryan Glasgow of Lincoln Prep, uh, Lincoln College Prep. Um, you know, and all the great things that are going on there in athletics with all their athletic programs. You know, another uh, really good show here today. That was great. I know. Yeah. It was awesome. Had like, a good I'm like, time. man, we've been going. I feel like we've been going. The blended. You know, like. Blended. Ten minutes, but it's been, you know, probably close to two hours. here. Yeah. Today. Um, thanks again for coming on and and yeah, talking to it. us uh, and anytime, talking about man. your kids
1: and anytime man you know I'm, I'm,
0: hey lincoln prep like i said they, they're doing some good things down there so you know i think the hashtag is for the city for the city for the city, on, city on, TM, on a lot maybe. of the stuff yep yep so uh, that's cool you know definitely check that out and and i mean like i said i can't encourage enough people to go down there and and you know check it out on a friday night this fall yeah, just to get involved if we, if we get to have fans and
1: yeah get involved Um, man. show these kids support man I mean you know they they deserve support just like all the kids in the in the metro area I mean they work hard they're great students so I mean yeah man we hopefully everybody gets to pack that stadium up this year uh if not still you know hopefully we still have a season and move forward man appreciate you guys having me down man I'm a sports junkie so cool anytime uh come come talk sports man I'm always always that's why you're AD
4: not principal right
1: yeah, that that job Ooh, is uh, Miss Foster. Hats off to her, man. She does a yeah. great job at Lincoln. Uh, that's a tough gig, uh, it being is. A, a principal, superintendent, especially going on right now, man. That's, yeah, that's a tough, tough gig. So yeah, I'll stick to the athletics and uh, coaching stuff.
0: Yeah, we we get you know we get we think we get criticized as coaches, but yeah, I mean, those principals and ADs, yeah, man, 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 or yeah. principals and and superintendents, they
1: man, get yeah, yeah, everybody's looking at them. All right? it's tough. You got to have some. I'd have some thick, thick skin, man, to handle that.
0: But, but yeah, again, appreciate you coming on. Yep. Um, Been another great show. Uh, Don't forget about DJ Showtime if you need a DJ for your event. Uh, He does all kinds of events. Even, uh, he, he's done some school dances in the past. Yeah. So, you know, if, nice. if you guys don't have somebody you use, you know. All right. Check out DJ Showtime. Uh, long time, DJ Showtime. Yeah, long time Showtime. friend. Um, check him out. Phone number 816 Instagram, DJ Casey Showtime. Tell him you heard about it from Midwest Mike. Sounds like and a fun
4: night of entertainment. pregame football games this fall for you oh, yeah. just bring yeah. dj so yeah we do that though. oh we do yeah that at, we yeah. have
1: a, we do that at our games do yeah you? we have djs nice. at our games there you go hey uh, gotta get the crowd hype man yeah.
4: We we can also you know we can call that 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 segment or this show brought to you by dan and hughes the u.s bank as well right yeah oh yeah there you go since
0: he's in the mortgage business there it now. is so yeah there
4: you go yeah um Check next week exciting show i just heard uh, from mike swanson the vp of uh, uh, broadcasting communications for the royals um, don't know about him yet. He's um, last minute decision because they, he doesn't know he has to be around for the workout schedule, or, and so he may be on. But Jeff Montgomery, Royals, as, as Joel Goldberg would say, Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery will be on with us next uh, Tuesday at nine o'clock. But I'm, I'm excited about that show because guess what? Baseball's starting back up. Yes, right. Yes. Hey,
1: and I'm, a, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Royals fan. I am a Cardinals oh,
2: diehard no. to the core now, come on. fan.
1: We're so gonna you kick me flag. out now, but that's good. Yeah, well, wait, just, why? So you know. why? just so
4: you know, let me, I, let, me let me do a, a just a, so you know studio swap out here. I want to move the <laughs> You can you can I you can edit that out. The flag why? behind you, uh,
2: man. <laughs> everything you had said cold, was so cold, good baby. up you know up until this point. What about what about
4: sporting? Sporting starts tonight, right? I think they're off.
2: I think sporting so MLS starting tonight. I think sporting they don't play. I think till next week. Play
0: next week. I think early next week. Group when, D. Yeah,
2: Group D. Hey, no, awesome. MLS did cool. a really nice job getting yeah, this tournament set up. They Our did, job.
1: man. I mean, that's what you got to be proactive. You can't be reactive. You got to be kind of proactive. It was them
2: in the NBA were right like, right? boom, let's get yeah, something let's going. Set, they figured it out start, and players signed yes, pe- pe- up.
0: People, people need sports. You I have mean, to have like, it, man. Kind of what we've talked about <laughs> almost the whole show is there is just so much more value to sports than the actual game.
1: Well, we don't think about places like – power and light district or Westport, or all of these places that have sports bars and the livelihood mm-hmm. of these restaurants that go out and watch games yeah yep. like you know what i mean that that is affecting a huge part of the community and those people are struggling to you know provide and do the things that they would normally do because they create an environment where we go and have some cold beers and watch a football game or yep. a basketball game right. you know those have some food you know those types of things are are uh, people, a lot of people are struggling with.
4: You, with you that. get DJ Showtime out there and have uh, some Gates or Bryant's barbecue, and I'm broadcasting every game. <laughs> we can do and it. And man. A, I'm finding a hospitality room. There we, we can do, man, do it. They just set it up. let <laughs> it. a, a plan. We
1: had, we had yeah. the food trucks and all of that at, the, at our games. Well, well, oh, man. that's awesome.
4: How about Arzella, man? Get her out there. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'm let's usually
0: a little busy on Friday nights. Uh, you know, in the fall, but hopefully. Hopefully, at least I will be uh, somewhere every Friday night. I
2: think so. Over
0: Rome to the east, right, Mission east. Yes, yes. I think
1: in, so. We're playing in our basketball team is playing in that tournament. That oh, are you guys going to play yeah, in, that tournament. in that tournament? That's a
0: great tournament every it's year. It's Casby, man. I'm like, yeah,
1: but of course I'll play. Yeah, you know she, what I mean? she's like, done a good
0: job, uh, of course, you know, since she came over. This will be my sixth year there, and I think I want to say it'll be her fifth, either fourth yeah. or fifth. Yeah, because um, I know she wasn't there my first year and maybe second. I can't remember. Sure. Um, but we're coming yeah, she, over there
1: to smack some of them Kansas teams around. Yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> Coach Hare. Just so you know.
0: Coach Hare, that, that, you we're know, coming, uh, he, he, he does it, a great cheer. job. We coming hey, for the ship. We ain't coming good. over there to be playing around. I like we that Tommy. I like that. I like it. I'll, I'll yeah. be there. I, I film. I film. Come all broadcast
1: of our, those games. Baby.
0: Yeah, I film all of our <laughs> varsity basketball games uh, for Coach Hare. Yeah, he, he doesn't trust the kid to do it. You know, so he, <laughs> he pays me to, to film all those games. I, I for can him.
4: tell you why he doesn't trust the kid to do it. There, there was one game where a coach that I knew uh, had a guy, a kid, up there filming, and he kept clapping more than he was filming, and the camera kept falling and filming the ground. So there you go.
1: Yeah. Oh, you'd be surprised how much – I mean, we got huddled, man. You'd be surprised how much language you hear, man. Oh,
4: yeah. I, I'd be
1: telling Aubrey, you better get away from everybody else because I don't want to hear all that language over – because I can't send that to a college coach. Mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> chop that down and send it to him. you know what I mean? If but somebody's crossing something the screen, i always put in their tell place when, right away. When, 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 move. Yeah, when, you, when you, know? you do have kids film
0: stuff, that's something like I tell them or like where I film at East – you know, we're, I'm kind of up in a crow's nest, and the kids are running the video boards from mm-hmm. there. And I always tell them, like, hey, this is going to pick up the audio. Everything. Right. So if you're going to, you know, if you're yeah. talking about whatever, Something Susie on Friday night, right. you know, you probably don't want to do right. that because this right. is going to get
1: you.
4: Watch oh, yourself. Real, real quick, Coach, where is, um, are you, is the new cl- classification going to affect you at all?
1: Uh, you mean as far as three A, four A? Yeah. No, I mean because that's based off your student attendance, your population. Um, so uh, for us, we'll be four A. I mean, you know, Lincoln could very well be five A in a couple of years, but I think we're, I think we're, I think we're pretty secure in the did, numbers of where we are. Did actually.
4: the multiplier affect you guys because you were a uh, prep school? Well, I mean, you know, Lincoln I mean, is did not necessarily you up a slot because mm-hmm. of that. Uh,
1: no, because Lincoln's really a public school. Right. I mean, it's yeah. not really like when you hear prep school, you think of. You know IMG, IMG or uh, you know right what I places. mean? Uh, yes. So, you know Finley Prep and places like that that have like a post grad. Um, you know, but I mean Lincoln Prep is is preparatory because it's preparing you for a college, but it's really an, a a public high school. Well, I it's, mean,
4: it's the it's the top. One of the top-rated schools on the Missouri side is like Sumner is the number one-rated yep. school in, in the state of Kansas. Believe that or not, but it is the truth.
1: Sumner don't want no smoke, though. We blew
4: them out last year. <laughs> I know Coach
1: Collins, so that's why I'm saying that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm gonna give well, a, I hey, get former, an opportunity to throw a jab at my guy over there.
4: Hey, you may have to face former Sumner grad Jeff Hawkins, KU um, basketball player, now coaching over at Pembroke. He, I know last year they played in the uh, Yeah, we're going to
1: smack them, too.
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know the other
0: teams yet. I haven't heard, but you know, I don't. I usually don't know till right before. You know, like yeah. I said, I I don't coach basketball. I just you know I show up and film for Coach Harry. He does a good job with our guys, and you know he does our freshman football too. So right, but that tournament's always a, a good tournament, and I usually go early and watch. Yeah, some of those other teams. I know yeah. Central was in it a couple years ago.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean um, for us, it's about playing teams that we wouldn't normally. Play. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that, that that's the thing for us is. Let's yeah. get some games on our schedule that aren't in our league or, you know what I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, that that last sense. year Blue
0: Valley North was in that thing. Yeah, there's some was, good team. I, I saw them play. I was like, man, that team yeah. is Barstow, good. A lot,
4: Barstow a lot of good teams. Yeah, I think yeah. Barstow,
0: yeah. So that will be a good tournament. Uh, if we don't see you before, we'll definitely see you then. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'll sure. be around. Um, but, yeah, maybe, maybe right before basketball season. You know,
4: try to try to get you in and hey, talking and yeah, get ready for the season.
1: Guys, yeah. get him in here too, man. Get yeah, those yeah, guys I know something cool. for
4: a fact. I, I would almost stake a, a dollar on this. Okay, you could we could we could count on Ryan being in here as a weekly guest if you wanted it. I bet.
1: I'd be hey, let's. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> I'm down in I'm down recurring. in the city anyway, so yeah. let's go, let's go. I yeah, mean, be, yeah, uh, yeah, anytime, man. Yeah, I maybe mean, maybe I'll maybe
0: I'll, uh, I'll see if I can reach out to Coach Lowe. and um, DJ Showtime. Get him yeah. on, uh, kind of right. I got a the lot. Season. I got a lot of information up yeah. here,
1: man. I'm, a, you know, jack of all trades. So. Hey, that's okay. great. That's great. We love it.
4: How about DJ Patel and Coach Ryan over there on? Everything? Oh yeah, that'd be a good show. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> yeah.
2: it. Um, we can have a
1: little debate show like Skip and Shannon on here. There we right? go. Oh yeah. yeah, that's easy. Let's,
3: Let's get you guys going.
4: Going. on the other Yeah, end. we can. Let's it. get hey. it going, man. Hey, we found a, ourselves a new pro- uh, producer. There you yeah. go. I got you. Yeah. There I got we
0: go. All right. Well, this has been the Midwest Mike Show. I want to thank our guests today. Uh, another awesome show and, and two easy guys to talk to. Uh, make sure you check out Lincoln Prep uh, Athletics uh, this fall and, and winter. And we're we're going to say that we're going to have fall sports. We're For just sure. Just gonna it's put happening. It it's we're happening. Speak we're speaking positive. it to an existence. Yes, yes, yes that's right. Speaking it happen. to existence. So, be right. sure to check them out, uh, you know, and Coach Lowe and the things he does with the football team down there and, and uh, what Coach Glasgow has done with the basketball team, uh, you know, and the ladies basketball Back-to-back Final Fours, you know, see but if they make it three in a row.
1: Wrestling state qualifiers, cross-country yep. state qualifiers, track athletes, state qualifiers. So, so we got it all, man. Lot, we got swimmers. We things. got tennis players. You know, we got it all, man. We're doing we doing great things, man. And, you know, we uh, follow us at uh, on Twitter, LCPA go, underscore athletics. Uh, we're always looking for people, corporate sponsors to come out and, you know, support the, support the teams and uh, everything. So, if, you know, if you want to do some, some easy sponsorship for a high school program, come on in, man. We-
4: 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball.
4: Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever
3: someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs